This is Banging on the Drum. It is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin, and this is Season 2, Episode 5 of Banging on the Drum. Welcome to the show, the best show created by a person from Wilton and a person from Sparta, Wisconsin. Uh, I'm here, P-Dog, your host, along with my host, M-Dog, over there in Wilton. How you doing, M-Dog? Doing well, doing well. Uh, how are things going with you? They're going good. They're going good. We got a hurricane coming our way, so my uh, near future is uh, kind of directly up in the air, but other than that, I'm doing pretty well. We just got to see what this this hurricane out in the Gulf is going to do to us. Yeah. Uh, so that would be a little bit scary, I think, for me. But I I do have a hurricane story, but I won't get into it. Um, I will get into, like, I want some sympathy listens now yeah. for Pat. Because so even if you don't, like, actually listen all the time or, like, make it to the end where I give my spiel, I'm going to give it to you right off the jump here. So take your phone, download, download the podcast, subscribe to it, and then take your significant other or your kids' phones. Anybody you have access to their phones, subscribe to the podcast. And then whenever you get access to it again, just play that stuff two times silent. Just give us the listens. That's what we want. Yeah, we want more you're... listens. We do appreciate all the guys that listen or all the people that listen on a regular basis or all you know, 15 you guys of you. make it, if you guys make it through, we're pumped about it, but so we can boost that number up just by you guys doing a little like sneaky work for us on the side. Yes, we would appreciate that. And yeah, even if we don't get the listens though, I think we're, we're still going at it strong. Um, who knows? Maybe by episode 150 160 we're going to be true professionals doing this but like i said in the beginning so best podcast put on by a person from wilton and sparta so just support support your home team so if you're in the west central wisconsin area we're kind of talking to you guys so let's start there and then we're going to start pushing it out and then i'm going to connect it from florida and we're going to be good to go. But like Mike said, we appreciate whoever listened. So keep doing what you're doing. If you're listening to us, spread the word a little bit. We'd appreciate it. All right. Um, so you guys are like kind of worried that it could hit you. Okay. So here's, here's the breakdown of this. So Tallahassee's kind of far inland. It looks like it's going to hit more of like the Tampa area which is pretty bad because it's a big hurricane that's heading towards Tampa. One of like the top, you know, in the top 20% population. And then me being a member of the air national guard or the Florida oh, national yeah. guard. That's when we get called up to duty. Sure. As shit. I have a wedding that I really, really don't want to miss back in Wisconsin this weekend. And it's just like, very on the fence of, and this isn't even my under. So it, I mean, it is, it's definitely a big under for me. So I'll just roll into my unders then, but that, that would be 
probably the top under is if I don't get to go back and go to one of my best friend's weddings where I'm an usher in the wedding. So just be dropping out of his wedding to go hand out bottles of water, which I would love to do. Like if it wasn't uh, me missing this wedding, I would be volunteering to go do. And, and I am weathered when I'm in, in the Florida air national guard. So I don't even know right now if I would get sent to a weather place. I think it's since I'm not really volunteering yet because of the, the wedding that I would get sent to more like humanitarian type duty if, if it hits, if, and when it hits. So, which I kind of like, so that, that would be fun. Uh, I mean, it would be, right. I, I get know. what you're saying. It would be a different, it would be a good experience. Yeah. Yeah. It would, it would be, be an experience. You, 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 you said it better than I did, but anyways, I will get to my more petty unders of the week here. So we've been having car trouble here in Florida. So we were out to eat, um, with, with my wife and her work friends and, on our way there, we hit this bump and it sounded bad. Like I was like, we just crushed something. And then sure as shit, after we're done with dinner, we get in the car, the little light for like low tires on. And I drive back and I'm like, this isn't good. Like, I want to stop. I want to change the tire. It's late though. We're kind of in a neighborhood. We don't know very well. Still, I wouldn't really care. Like I just wanted to find some place with uh, light to just get out and change the tire. But anyways, I haven't changed the tire in like 10, 10 years, probably. We had a stretch at the Rumpel Fitness Center where everybody was blowing their tire. I remember I changed like four tires in like a two week stretch. So I had the muscle memory, but I thought I did at least. This is where the under is going. So we get back my wife's upset rightfully so you know like she just got new tires we hit a bump blew it yeah they're not cheap yeah no and i think her tires were still like under some sort of warranty so it wasn't a super big deal with that it was more of like we're busy and like going to get it fixed is gonna chew up like whatever two hours a day but anyways i'll make a long story a little bit shorter so i'm I'm always worried about like where to put the jack when you're uh, that's, that's the only issue that I have. And sure shit, like on hers, it has exactly where to put the jack and uh, like it like kind of locks in. So, you know, you don't have it wrong. Like you can't get it wrong. So I was like, shit, the only part I'm worried about, about changing this tire is already like preset for me. But then I did. There was two things. So I would get this thing jacked up. And every time I got it completely jacked up, I knew I had it on a little bit of a slope forward, but I would jack it up and it would roll forward. And I was like, what the hell is going on? I'm putting the jack in the right place, whatever, whatnot. And then I get to the point where I'm so fed up. I call my dad. Like I was like, I cannot figure out why this uh keeps happening he's like did you put the parking brake on and i was like are you fucking kidding me 
And then I go in and put the parking brake on easy peasy yeah. from there on out. So there was yeah, that'd one be frustrating though, that you're just yeah. kind of small, like hole in your thinking. Right. And I was surprised like how much I was like, not that it's hard to change a tire, but like how like second nature it came to me. Like, cause I was telling my wife, I was like, don't worry, I'll fix it. Don't worry. I'll fix it. Not really knowing if I could actually fix it. <laughs> And then, like, when I got to doing it, I was like, damn, I remember how to do this just fine. Like, and then, then, like I said, like, the most part that I was worried about was, like, it was, like, put the jack exactly right here. And yeah. I was like, this is amazing. Like, I must not have ever changed a tire on a car that was made after, like, 2013. Cause it, yeah, it like clipped in. Like I was like, holy shit. Like they, yeah. they figured this stuff out. I think that maybe not on the car I have now, but maybe my previous car, it said like Jack and it's got like a little arrow right next to it, you know? So yeah. Where and I was supposed thing, to put it. Yeah. This thing had like a piece of metal that like came down and then the Jack had like a slit in it. So you just yep. slit it in. And I was like, holy shit. Like, but yeah, sure as shit. I did not um did not put the parking brake on. So and another pro tip if you're out there listening to this and you're changing your tire on the side of the road, it's fine to loosen the lug nuts while the tire is still on the ground. Because that was another probably, error of mine. Yeah. That, you probably should. It's like it won't move, right? Yeah. So sometimes when they're really tight, like the whole tire will just still move. Yeah. But yeah, and then after we had that conundrum, my battery went out. So we had two different car things. And have you ever smelt a battery that like went bad in a car? Well, I've never like actively smelt it, I guess. Like, is it like pretty pungent where like if I open my hood, I'm going to notice it? Oh, yeah. Like I was so I should have known better the day before. Um, cause I was getting like some like rotten egg smell in my car and I was like, what is going on? Like, did I drop some food in here? But anyways, when I opened the hood to change the battery, um, yeah, it was definitely the battery. And then I like smelt it for sure to make sure. Cause I was like, I don't want some like rotting. Like I thought an animal died and like, like crawled yeah, in my right. shit and died. So then once I smelled that, I was like, okay. But my yeah, see, I don't know. I don't know that I'd ever heard of like it stinking. It, uh, yeah, the guy at AutoZone that helped me get the battery, he said it was like a normal thing. And that made me feel so much better. But battery was a little bit smoother than the tire. Um, so I'm pretty much a mechanic right now. Um, you feel accomplished? It was kind of nice. Like I liked getting yeah. in the zone doing something like that not that any of those things are hard but that's like how not manly i am is like when i do something like that i'm like <laughs> it, you'd think i just like like i come in like beat my chest like i just like built a house like just me too just <laughs> just ready to go like baby yeah, I, what's up yeah i <laughs> just i really in that tire i really enjoy like just like the simple projects that like cars or houses have like i don't want to be doing it every day and i don't want to live in like so my 
bathroom's been unfinished for a while. Like I don't want to live in that for a long time, but I like accomplishing those things. Yeah. Any kind of, I don't know if mindless would be the right word, but like, it's just kind of one of those things. Like when you're like changing your tire, or like changing your battery, like, I don't know. I can just kind of zone out and I'm like, I don't know. It's enjoyable. It's almost like therapeutic kind of, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but, but I will move on from that. I'll try to do my overs a little bit quicker. So overs earth, wind and fire concert, uh, last Wednesday, it was pretty sweet. Um, I knew less than three earth, wind and fire songs going into the concert. And then coming out of this concert, I got so drunk that I probably knew less than three earth wind and fire concerts so and then it, we we had a big crew it was my uh wife's work crew that came with us everybody had a good time tallahassee was pretty fun that night and then next day we went bowling and i just destroyed everybody i was on one i think i bowled a 115 and a 130 just whooping asses That'll do it when you got guys that don't bowl for sure. Yep. Right. Like that would beat me almost every game, I think. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, it was, it was, it was good. We found like a pretty good bowling alley. The one thing I will say, have you been to one of these bowling alleys where they have kind of the like strings set up the pins? I don't I, It's oh, like no. ropes. It's weird. Instead of like a, like a set, like a machine. Yeah. Yeah. It's quicker, but like the thing is like the ropes are still down there. So I picked up like a couple splits by like just ripping the ball and like hitting a pin that would hit the rope. And then the rope would go hit the, hit the pin, the other pin. So, I mean, that, that, that probably gave me a, a good extra 10 pins on both my games. Good work. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying Pat. I guess so. But that's all I got. What you got, Mike? All right. So uh, as far as like unders go, uh, last week lost our first uh, flag football game. So I did declare that I was that we beat Cashton, right? Because they forfeit on the Saturday or whatever. But the real first game we played, we played against Royal. They've had like three or four games under their belt, and like you can kind of tell. And we and we lost that one, like. 14 to seven is what it is, but, um, that ain't too bad. Isn't it kind of, no, I was, our defense actually played really, really well. I was very, very happy. Like they just swarm into the ball. I was very excited about it. Isn't it like Royal? Like if you're a, if you're a, gosh, I can't even think what you guys are. I know you're the Eagles, Brookwood, Brookwood. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're a Brookwood guy, Aren't Royal kind of your daddies? Oh yeah, for sure. So we made <laughs> I made a joke about it. I was at a poker game a few weeks ago. It was all Royal kids and then myself. But there was one other kid guy that I didn't know, right? But all guys I went to high school with. Um and like I I don't remember like how it came up, but like, oh, I got scared off a pot, right? And I just said something along the lines of that well, obviously the Brookwood kids are going to get scared off the pot when all the Royal kids are playing. Like that's just the way it goes. And like they all cracked up because they know it's true. I knew it was true, 
it's just like my daughter is in the same boat, like Royal scary. And I'm like, they are literally from 10 miles that way. That's all they are. And kids from right over there. Like the mindset that Brookwood is that Royal is scary. And this is by a third grader who's never played Royal in anything. And so I don't get it, but yeah, no, I, I can't understand it. Not that like Sparta was good at anything, but it's just weird that like a talent pool in your guys's like tiny combined towns to get into a school is so like concentratedly good. Cause like Royals actually like usually pretty good. Like they, they like bang with not, I mean like your lacrosse and stuff like maybe they do, but I'm just saying they compete for uh, like state and it doesn't seem like Brookwood does. And it's gotta be like, it can't be that different of a gene pool. Like, no. So I, I would argue that the gene pool is almost identical. I think the big difference is like, you guys are all sleeping with your cousins. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's why. Um, but like for real though, like Wilton was Royal until I was a freshman in high school. Yeah. And so like, it's the same people. It's just yeah. a mental attitude. Like Brookwood's mental attitude towards Royal is that they can't beat them. And like, I lived that. And, and like, I knew Royal's mental attitude was that we weren't going to lose to anyone. That we never went into a game thinking like, oh, this team's better than us. Right. And he, I wasn't even a good athlete. And I didn't think that anybody was better than me. Yeah. And then when I go to Brookwood, I go to Brookwood and I could just like you could oh. tell they didn't expect to win anything. Yeah. No, I think that does go a long ways. I remember one time, uh, so it was our best player on our baseball team. And he's like he was like a realist. It was like kind of funny. It's not like he's gonna go out and give you like any less effort. Like he was balls to the wall, he was gonna make all the plays he yeah. needs to play. But, yeah, but like we get into this game and it was baseball, and he was like yeah, these guys are just going to whoop our ass. <laughs> well, yeah, think yeah. what that think what that does to the guy who's like marginal, right? If that, you put yeah, him me, in a bad I mental was like, attitude, Jared, come on. Well, I just called him out. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, like that puts like your teammates that might like have a game because they're just like find a heater, right? And they're doing doing whatever correctly that day. Like right before you even start playing, like you're done. Yeah, no, it, it wasn't like the greatest leadership on display, but yeah, but it's okay. I it's mean, still like, funny. Yeah, we've all been there, but yeah, no, led by example. Probably went like five for five, but whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah, and so and then uh, on top of that, like I'm the only coach for the third graders, and they like were throwing the ball in the woods. So our high school football field is like right next to like woods like four yards off the off the back end zone is what where we're playing they threw the ball in the wood like the extra ball that we have they throw it in the woods and i'm just like i cannot believe like they're doing this right now they're climbing up the um goal posts and so like i just like i had to they throw the ball in the woods i got to walk over there and i'm like all right you guys have to sit like no other options you can't stand up you can't do nothing like the seven kids that aren't playing have to be sitting down the entire time. And like little kids need so much water. 
it's weird to me. Like they have to have water like every like two minutes. I can't, I can't like fathom it. It's a little, it's a little bit weird. You're trying to run practice like the junction boys down in Texas or, and and they're not having it. No water for a week. How How stupid was that movie though? Like it just like was the absolute, it was all about toughness. Like there was no like uh sports science back then. Like they're like, no, this is, this is fucking stupid. Like people need water to perform at their best. They're just like, no, we're going to the desert. We're not bringing any water with. If you leave yeah. in seven days and you're not hurt, we're going to be a good team. I guess they were whooping people's asses though, but. So like, I think to be fair, there's something to do with like mental toughness, like getting through something that's super challenging, which not having water, like I get is a physical need, but to some extent, right. Like you're, if you can push through that mentally and like get your body to perform at a high level without it, like that's some like stealing your mind to some extent. Yeah, no, I mean, there's definitely tons of military training. It's stupid. Give people water. Like, and we, we take a water break all the time, but like, we'll be like in the middle of like a 20 minute, like we're running through some things and like 10 minutes in some kid will be like, can I go get some water? And I'm like, whatever, man, just do what you need to do. Uh, it sounds like fun. I'm not setting a good example. And then uh, I got to redo the floor in my bathroom as well. And it's terrifying me because it's a good like inch below my tub because I set that at the tile. But my tile is all crap because I tried to lay it on an uneven surface. And now it's like cracking and breaking and chipping up and stuff. And so I got to reduce redo the whole thing but um it's making me scared like i'm it's going to be like way more work i think than like i like i'm anticipating that was about the worst transition i've ever seen in the show you just went straight from a water break to talking yeah but that's because there's water under there and i was thinking about my mom i was just kidding no there might be but, some water under my floor, but it was but. just funny to me like it's like a kid need a water break and you're like and then my floorboards one inch shorter more than- unders yeah yeah <laughs> my bathroom no, floor is terrifying me yeah that sucks Mo- another good transition there yeah <laughs> All right, I'll get into my overs. I did hang the drywall in my bathroom after I put my tub in, and like that went pretty smooth, and it looks way way better than having just the studs up. So I'm pretty happy about that. Um, and then I got like just a day to do my own, or I shouldn't say a day, but like my whole weekend, I could kind of just, I didn't have anything to do except for like put the drywall in. So I wasn't like running around i didn't have any other appointments or doing anything like nothing else was going on this is the first time in like two months that i haven't like had something i was needing to do or had to like attend for my kids or something like that so i was it's a pretty pretty low-key weekend which i enjoyed yeah man i i don't even think those come by anymore like low-key weekends like i keep telling myself like i'm like all right, after this, I'm not going to be busy anymore. After this, I'm not going to be busy anymore. And it's always something. 
always something. Yeah. And I think the, after the, this wedding I go to, we're like, can I just turn into hermits for a little while? Yeah. And so like winter will help that for me. I think, well, maybe not. It's cause like we started skiing. And so now we'd like try to, we actively try to get out and go probably at least three times a month, you know, get out, get out on a Saturday. So maybe it won't get any better. And then as the kids get older, that'll just be more stuff that they're into wrestling, basketball, flag football, you know, drugs, alcohol, rock and roll, softball, baseball, drugs. Yeah. I mean, it all goes in one, right? Yeah. 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 All right. Well, are you ready to get to business? The Badger breakdown. I'm going to let you take it because you you had a way better written thing than I did. Yeah. So uh, Badgers versus Ohio State. We went in. We like this is probably the first game that we've really poo-pooed the Badgers on, right? That we were like, we don't feel like we have a real good chance to win. And we were right. So sadly enough, we were correct. Uh, Badgers were pretty well outmatched throughout the entire game. A few breaks went Ohio State's way pretty early, I think. And yeah, no, they came out kind of common. Like Murph yeah. threw that pick right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, right. And I kind of thought that it, if that happened, we were going to be done anyway. And then Ohio State just decided to completely kick in our teeth. Uh, they beat us 52 to 21. That's a game that should never happen to a team that's probably, if they aren't going to win the Big Ten West, they're going to be in the number two or three in the Big Ten West. I can't see us fall into like the bottom half of the Big Ten West, right? No, yeah. no. I just, s- the way we got beat shouldn't have happened. The Badgers' defense looked porous, which it never looks bad. And against Ohio State, they looked really, really bad, I thought. Um, and then our offense couldn't do what it needed to to like keep us in the game, which is control the ball and and score you know, on possessions. And at some point we have to get a passing game that is willing to like go downfield and be able to like complete some of those passes. And right now we're just not there. Yeah, no, it, yeah. Like I was saying, Ohio State came out humming. Mertz throws that pick right off the bat. Like you just can't do that. But if we go through the team stats here is the stat that I thought we most needed to win to have even a chance to keep us in this game um, was time of possession and Ohio state won the time of possession battle 33 to 27 um, in their favor. Uh, Total yards, Ohio state 539, Wisconsin 296. We did run the ball like semi-effectively, but I guess this stat's kind of misleading because Braylon Allen took that that one late, but it's not like it didn't seem like they had their backups in yet. Like I, I'm not, I think enough. it was the first series that they did, but it's like weird they, because CJ Stroud and, um, um, Adoku or whatever his name is hooked up for a touchdown after that, you know? It's yeah. Like, so maybe they hadn't right. Yeah. So I, I don't know about that for sure. If it was like backups on defense, but whatever, he takes a 75 
yard touchdown to the house. But I guess what I got out of the game more than anything is that Ohio State is as real as it was sold. Uh, CJ Stroud is a beast. Uh, he was 17 for 27, 281 yards, five touchdowns, and an interception. Uh, if we go to Graham Mertz side of the ball, 11 for 20, 94 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Uh, not the greatest game out of Mertz there. We did try to work Braylon Allen like we should have. Um, dude had 23 carries, 165 yards, and a touchdown. I don't know what that would average out to if you take that 75-yard run, but it's still not a bad game without the 75-yard touchdown run. Because what, what did you say, it? 165? So it's like it's under 100. So it's 90 yards, 22 carries. Yeah, I mean, that's that's not still not bad, though. That's yeah, not bad, though. Like four, right? three, four yards. Carry. Ah, yeah, whatever. Um, Mike's the math guy on this. But um, I should know Igbuka's name by now. Uh, I think it's a Mecca Igbuka. But that guy looks like he's 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 going to the NFL um, just yeah. ripped us apart. Uh, six catches, 118 yards, two touchdowns. And then they didn't even look to use like all the weapons they had. Although, I mean, Stroud threw for five touchdowns. So Stover had two of them. Fleming had one of them. Marvin Harrison Jr. Didn't have his best game, but he still had three catches for uh, 45 yards. But yeah, they, they're just loaded and their defense is like probably better than Wisconsin's. Like if not just as good, better, like. Um, oh yeah. So, uh, so I don't know. So Wisconsin's defense is really good, but they couldn't play with this offense on that night. Right. So I don't know if they came out not ready. If like, if this game happens, in late October instead of late September, if anything changes at all, I'm not sure. But I think Wisconsin's defense is going to be, when it comes to scoring and when it comes to like yards given up, one of the best in the country when it comes down to the end of it. Not that Ohio State's can't be, but. No, but I do think that's like a big difference between playing in the Big Ten East and the Big Ten West is where, you know, Wisconsin's defense is, is really good. Like it's a really good, if not great defense with one of the best uh, defensive coordinators in the country in Jim Leonard. But I, I don't know the, our schedule right off the top of my head, but usually we don't get fed Ohio state, Michigan, Penn state, Iowa, all in the same season. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. We're not going to get all, if we get all three of them or Michigan state, right. Too, you could throw in there. So yeah. we don't have the powers uh, in the West that they do in the East. I, yeah, hundred percent Penn state, Michigan, Ohio state, Michigan state. Those guys are like, have real teams pretty consistently, not every year, but pretty consistently. Yeah, and the only ranked opponent we have left on the schedule is Minnesota um, from a quick glance here. And out of the West, we get we got Ohio State, and they gave it to us. Um, we got Michigan State. Uh, but if we hop back on to the Michigan State thing, though, or the Ohio State thing, 
is I, I don't see them not working, even Michigan. I my uh, I don't even know if it's a bold prediction, but I think Ohio State just rolls the Big Ten this year. Like I think they are that good. And maybe it's like a bias, and I'm not out there watching like Michigan play every game or anything. Right. Like when it comes to college football, maybe I'll flip on like one big game that's going on. Like when Michigan and Ohio State plays, I will watch that game. But what I got from Ohio State is Stroud. <laughs> He's going to contend for the Heisman. Obviously, I mean the obvious statement of the of the podcast there. But yeah, I, I don't see Ohio State having a hiccup in the Big Ten. Yeah, I I agree with that. I mean. They look damn good. And honestly, like we're just not on the same level. And I think if we want to get to the same level, we're going to have to up our uh, NIL deal from banging on the drum from a 12 pack to a 24 pack. I'm in. Obvious. I'm in. I'll, I'll, if they, if they reach out, we're given a 24 pack for all. Yep. 24 pack of sun drop. We got to see if we can find some original recipe stuff that might get them. Reach out That's to yeah, Sandra. We'd be, we'd be we'd be scooping everybody in then. Yeah. No, and I, I had this conversation with someone. Was like a Big Ten revolving door. So so Ohio State's going to be there every year, where Michigan State's going to be there every three years. They're going to put that team together every two or three years. Penn State maybe is in a four or five. I think Penn State's pretty even with Wisconsin where you could put them in like, you know, Wisconsin needs the perfect storm. They need, they need that great recruiting class that's played together for, you know, loaded with juniors and seniors and maybe get lucky, uh, get a transfer quarterback from uh, North Carolina state. And and then you can compete because that's the only time I that, – that's wrong. But, like, off the top of my head, like, it's the only time I felt like, hey, if we get to a, a dance with uh, Oregon – I mean, I know we ended up losing that that uh, Rose Bowl. But if things bounce our way that year, like, we were, we were bad bounces away from winning a national title – which yep. I think for Wisconsin, you need you need that team, and then you need everything to go right on top of it. You can't yep. have like yep. some stupid shit happen to you. Um, and I think that comes around, you know, once in a blue moon. And I think a blue moon happens every five or six five years. years. Five years. Yeah. Okay. So a little more once I, in every two blue moons. I agree. Yeah. I agree. But we still love those Badgers. Um, who do we got? Who we'll be back we... on track. I think that we win the rest of the way out. I don't. Yeah, we. Go I don't down. really see us like taking a bunch of losses here. We're probably going to have two losses going into our bowl game, and then we'll get a third at the bowl game. Yeah, I mean they show up for bowl games. It, it seems like a lot so. of time. Yeah, but we do play at Northwestern this year, and we know how that one tends to go for us. So. I know we already I'm, got our shit lost, so we would be fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Northwestern, 
They love. I know. I know. They love to beat Wisconsin and Evanston or wherever the fuck they play. Um, I think it's Evanston. Yeah, but but yeah, Michigan State. It, I mean, it's a winnable schedule. Out. Battle for the Axe is going to be fun for us this year because we get a chance to take it back, uh, which we don't get very often. So that, that's probably a good thing that we don't usually have to take Ball Bunyan's Axe back from Minnesota. So I think they've won it twice in like twenty years. Yeah, it's it's something ridiculous. Yeah, but yeah. both happened in the last like four. But yeah, just to put a bow on this one before we move to the Packer game. Yeah, Ohio State's real. Badgers, you know, they're just not there. They're just not with them yet. They so. are what they've always been. Yeah, yeah, and like we said, once in a blue moon, we'll be competing with Ohio State. This was not the year. All right, from the Badgers breakdown, we're going to go with Mike again. Mike's our leadoff hitter. Um, so, Mike, what did you get out of the Packers-Buccaneers game there? And I won't interrupt you before you're over this time. Yeah, so uh, Packers-Bucks game ends up being 14-12. to 12. Uh, Good guys, which makes all of us happy, even those guys that might think that they're not Packer fans. You guys are Packer fans. So if you're not, jump on board. Um, Aaron Rodgers played really, really well for the first three complete drives. Um, And then everything we tried to do started getting shut down. We couldn't run the ball anymore. Uh, We couldn't pass it really effectively, but early on he throws a touchdown to Romeo Dobbs and then one to Alan Lazard. Um, has a complete pass to Aaron Jones that ends up on the one-yard line. Vita Vea hits him in the back, fumble, he fumbles the ball, and then the Packers' offense just went to shit after that. Like, they couldn't get anything to just click. Um, Bucks defense must have, to some extent, buckled down, made it di- very difficult for us the rest of the way out. Um, we did get a couple of bad uh ball bounce calls i think like the punt in the end zone i think that was pretty sketchy to give them another punt right okay out of that i remember that um and i did see people saying that it could have been a safety i don't know if it needed to be a safety i think it could have pretty easily been just a no call though right nothing gets called there um that somebody was holding in the end zone to give it a safety is what I saw it also could have been. Um, And then late in that game, maybe with like three and a half minutes left, I think it's Lazard gets tackled in bounce and then kind of rolls out of bounce. And they didn't keep the clock moving. And I didn't understand that at all. So his knee comes down in bounce and the clock stopped. They didn't use a timeout, nothing like that. Um, I mean, he's right on the edge of the out-of-bounce line, but his knee for sure comes down to bounce. And then um, on the neck, so I jumped around a little bit, but during that same punt sequence, the second punt, we get called for a block in the back, and the uh, uh, blocker and the gunner had already engaged, and then the gunner turns his back to the blocker, and the blocker pushes him that's a legal block. Like once you've engaged with one player, 
Like they can't just like turn around and get you for a block in the back. Like that's not the way football works. If you've already engaged them from the front, then it's not a block in the back after that. Like you can continue to block that person. So I don't understand how that got called either, but that sequence just went like terribly for the Packers because it went from being on like the Bucks 40 yard line to our own like 20 something crazy it was a boatload of yards we lost yeah no I think if you go into Tampa Bay though like you did a good job of being critical um going to Tampa Bay this time of year and you walk away with a win no matter how you get it no matter if Mike Evans Julio Jones and uh yeah. who's the other Godwin. one was, Godwin was out um but I mean so I, I was watching some like recap stuff and just trying to get like other opinions on it. And it was very much slanted at, you know, the Bucks didn't have Mike Evans. Like if they had Mike Evans, they, they win that game. But I mean, we didn't have Watkins. We didn't have Watson. So we like two of our top two receivers are out too. So it's just like two nicked up yeah. teams going at it. Bakhtiari was back. Um, the, the offense hummed down the field in the first drive with Bakhtiari back, which was very cool to see. I know they did take him out the next drive, so they're being very careful with him. Um, I don't know what his snap count was for the game. I don't know if they were doing like every other drive for him, but I, I wish I would have paid better attention to that or looked that up before this. But But I know when he was in there, we did well, but then also you got took out the next drive. We still did well. So that was cool to see, like, you know, Yash Neiman can come in and they can maintain that. Um, but like you said, the Bucks defense definitely settled in. I was a little worried after the uh, Bucks first drive where they just kind of like nickeled and dimed their way down the field. Thankfully, we were doing them bend but don't break. But I think the Packers have gave up points – I think that's the first time they didn't give up a touchdown on the first drive of the game yet. I can't fully remember what happened in the Vikings game, but I'm pretty sure the Vikings came out and got one on us early. And the Bears definitely got a touchdown right off the bat. But yep. the, the Bucks charge right down. Thankfully, Ben, Ben, but don't break defense. But the Packers defense and special teams, damn, man. They they look like they can carry a load. And that's like what we needed to see is my big takeaway from the game. Granted, they are down Evans, Godwin, Julio Jones. But like I said, if you get a win in Tampa this time of year, hot as fuck, uh, you got to take it and you got to be happy about it. There's like, I, I wasn't concerned once we won it. I mean, it was, they made it scary at the end. They definitely made it scary at the end. Yeah, but so we're still never in a point where you can lose that game outright. Yeah. No, right. yeah. They would have tied. We never get to yeah, we never get to a point that you can actually lose that game. Now I was a little disappointed, you know, with some of the things that went the Bucks way, right? Like I talked about. Um yeah, they might have been undermanned. But that's what the NFL season is, is like overcoming your injuries. Um, the teams that usually do the best when it comes to 
end of the season are the teams that stay healthy. The healthiest teams are usually the best teams when it comes to the end of the season. And so as injuries mount up, like that's what causes you to lose games. And the Bucks defense isn't completely injured or anything like that. And they should have given up 21 points, right? So great hit by Vitave and knocks the ball loose, allows them to recover and not give up points there. But we literally had dro- driven like I don't know if we started on the 25 or whatever, but it was we had literally driven 65 yards to that point without much issue at all. And that's a good point too. It's not even so much like their guys were missing on offense. Um, and we were still, yeah, I think so. It was first drive was 75 yards, second drive was 71 yards. And that third drive, I don't know how long it was, but yeah, you know, 70, I want to say that that was a fumble drive, right? That was coming off one of the fumbles. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. We did, we did get two fumbles recovered in that game. So you could be right. I do not fully remember off the top of my head, but it, but it could have been because I know it got sloppy there for a second, like where we fumbled and then they fumbled it right back to us. So I don't think it was quite that one, but okay. it might have been it might have been uh early fumble, but but yeah, team stats. So Green Bay 315 yards to Tampa's 285. It's pretty even like turnovers to a piece. Uh, time of possession in Green Bay won that uh, 33 minutes, 25 seconds to 26 minutes, 35 seconds. Uh, Tampa Bay beat us in the first down department. Not that that ended up mattering in the end of it, but I guess that's that's time of possession there. Anyways, they kept the chains moving. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. And so I think I think I did say, I don't know if it was last Monday or last Thursday, but I said, if you can go in and like you end up getting a 14 or 13 point win and like you just, you just can't be that disappointed with your offense because like it's a really good team. The defense is really good. And as long as you can get a win, you can look at some real positives or something like that. And that's what happened. We ended up with a 14 point win. We get 14 points. And I would say the vast majority of times, if our defense holds a team to 12 points, we're probably going to get a win, you know, maybe once or twice we don't, but the vast majority of times we're going to get a win there. Yeah. I bet you there's a stat with like Aaron Rodgers led teams that if a defense holds a team to under 14 points, it's probably a 90% win rate. Something like that. It's got to, it's got to be higher than that. We got a dog chiming in for, for the show. Just protect Maybe he's himself. a Tampa fan. He is from Florida. He is, he is my Florida boy, but he hates football. It's weird. He gets uh, very uneasy with me cheering and stuff. But, but anyways, you. you get pissed, huh? No, I don't even get pissed. It's always like happy, but I do get a little overexcited. Uh, like when we have like red zone, like all ready to go, we have no hiccups to deal with. Like I'll just <laughs> cheer about how good my life is that I get to sit on the couch and watch red zone, eat nachos all day. But anyways, back, back to the game. If we didn't say anything about Romeo Dobbs, 
I think that would be like a discredit because he had a hell of a yep. game, eight catches, 73 yards and a touchdown, but just coming up big when we needed to come up big. And we touched last week, just kind of how, uh, I mean, when we had uh, Adams, you know, our receipt, our receptions, like per person, there's a better word for that, but whatever, it would be Adams with 17 to like, 20 catches and the next guy is going to have five. So this week it's Dobbs has eight and that's the most, but then it's spread out. I won't roll through the whole thing, but then we have like five guys with two catches. Well, I mean, some have a little bit more, but still they, they're definitely able to work the ball around a little bit better. Right. And Lazard had a pretty good game, had a number of catches caught some stuff in the clutch. Cobb had a pretty good game, had at least two or three. So I thought we had a good, and then you're missing two guys that I think Rogers is willing to rely on. Right. So I shouldn't say he's really willing to rely on Watson, but I think Watkins, he, he was starting to get in a groove with Watkins and like, even if he's scheming him open or like the offense is scheming him open and he gets those touches. I, I'm under the impression that, Rodgers thinks he's going to catch the ball and he's going to get a few yards after the catch. And if that's the thing, he's going to get, he's going to get the ball to Watkins, but now we're not going to see him for four or five weeks. Probably. So. Yeah, no. And that's too bad. Do you know how long Watson's was or is he? No, I think it's like it. I think it's a lingering hamstring type thing from uh, the preseason, but I'm not positive. So. All right. Yeah, I feel his pain for sure. Got a lingering hamstring thing myself. Um, just, just as athletic too, probably. Yeah, I would say so. But oh, so, uh, yeah. After after we finish this up, I gotta mention something quick too. After we finish what up? The just, Packer stuff. You, okay. Yeah, finish her up. Okay, so yeah, we'll finish her up. We're going to go to PJ's, BJ's here. And a guy we did not talk about uh, is going to get PJ's, BJ, and that is Devondre Campbell all over the field, uh, 14 tackles, and then he broke up the two-point conversion pass that ended up winning the game for us. So he had a hell of a game out there. He was all over the field. Yeah, uh, uh, he really played a great game. He was like up there, up there too to break that pass up. Yeah, yeah, hopped up. Did did you see that Rodgers was saying um, that he saw something on the jumbotron? I'm really interested to know what that was. No, I didn't. I didn't see this in his post game thing. He said that uh, sometimes they show you stuff on the jumbotron even when they shouldn't. And so he saw some kind of like breakdown in their system or like, I don't know exactly what it was. I'm interested in it. Right. But he's probably going to be super cryptic about it. So they don't know what he fucking saw, but. Yeah. And for all, you know, he could just be messing with them. Yeah. That's He's the type of guy that definitely would right? that. He would just be like, I'm going to just like say this and see what the fallout is. Cause I think it's funny. 
that's that's fair. Yeah, uh, I did. Well, you started talking about uh, how athletic um, Christian Watson is, and that made me think of like, you know, we had the idea that we should for the NFL All Star Game have different things going on. Like, we don't care what how they play football together. Like that's not what the all-star team is really Yeah, is like a really good team. And so I, so we decided that there should be a bunch of different like golf tournaments and basketball games and home run derbies and shit like that. And today I just saw on Twitter that like some guy that's like fairly big in the Packers football space. And I can't remember exactly who it was tweeted the exact same thing out, like not word for word, what we were saying, but essentially the exact same premise and idea. And it kind he's of pissed listening. me off. He's listening. I hope in. so. He's hearing. So, yeah, no, I mean, what do they say is like copying and something about flattery. <laughs> yeah. But it was pissing me off because I'm, I feel like he's going to get a bunch of attention from saying some dumb shit like that. And like, we said it like nine months ago, we yeah. said it around the time of the all-star game. We'll just have the, the bat. We'll just have the back his thing and then we can clip we can clip our stuff and we'll get it in there There we'll clip it and and put it on there but yeah we definitely want to see the golf tournaments because it had to be the time of uh the match was was when we were so yeah and so like um yeah so which would have been june which would only been like four months ago right but um and there was a good one for like uh, offensive linemen would be like eating contests. Somebody came up with that idea, which we did not have on our list. I don't think, which is an awesome one. Yeah, no, that that we might have had beer chugging for Bakhtiari, though. We might have had that on there. Yeah, no, I mean, and I think for our Pro Bowl, when we get to the Pro Bowl, it'll be a dry week where we can come up, come up with quite a few of them. But anyways, we are going to roll into the next segment unless Mike puts a finger up here real quick. Nope. No, no fingers. No fingers up. No fingering today. So no, <laughs> no getting that. So we're going to do our little bit of Brewers catch up, uh, do a little due diligence. It was not much due diligence. So Brewers in their last 10 games are six and four. They're actually playing pretty good i want to say after they got through playing the new york teams they ended up winning four games in a row they did lose last night uh to the reds but other than that been playing pretty well uh they had they are one and a half games back of the phillies in the wild card uh chase there and i think we're gonna do it so we're finishing with a nine game home stretch uh, one and a half games back. Now I want to say the Phillies are four and six in their last ten. So we're kind of we're kind of hitting the home stretch where the Phillies are going backwards and we're going forwards. Um, Renfro's hitting the shit out of the ball. I think he's had three homers in the last seven games. Wong's had three homers in the last seven games. Corbin Burns did have a rough start thrown in there. Um, but Woodruff had a good start. Peralta left a start kind of early, um, kind of spitting off the top of my head from what I've seen. But 
I, I think the Brewers still have a shot. So I never, never say, or what do Goonies never say, Mike? Never say die. Is it never say die? I think it's never say Goonies. die. I was going to say never say die. It might be say never say quit, but I'm pretty sure it's never say die. Yeah, but anyways, I don't remember. That will do it for our Brewers catch up unless Mike. Yeah. So some- I think I'm going to just add one quick thing. I think we probably don't lose the game the rest of the season. So now if we miss the playoffs, it's only nine games. We just win nine straight, but if we make the playoffs, bunch of sweeps in there. Yeah. And so St. Louis has a playoff spot all but wrapped up. I think they actually do have it wrapped up. They might have an eight and a half game lead on us. Um, so we still could get the NL, but so we have two games. Yeah. So, so we have two games against the Cardinals this week. And then we finish up with a four game series against Miami and then a three game series against Arizona. So nine games in a row at home to end the season with being one and a half game back. I mean, you got a shot. It's it's not over yet. The fat lady hasn't sang. And from there, we are going to go into the bing bong recap. I appreciate that you did this, Mike, because I was way behind today. So do you have this like to the 990s, right? No, that stuff up there is not right. This stuff down here on the bottom is right. Um, but we just got to uh, smush, so, it, smush it together. Yeah, so um, right now, so bing bongs for this week. Um, I went nine and six. I was plus 240 on the week. Pat goes eight and seven. He's plus 30 on the week. Pat, you want to take a quick look at the Dallas game and see where we're at? I can do that for us, but you keep her rolling. And, yep, and so I'm at plus... Oh Jesus! Now I'm not plus four hundred on the year, right on the nose, um, and Pat is at or minus nine sixty, crawling back, yeah, crawling come, back. My first, my first week of making money this this year, so you get thirty bing bongs off me, and I do not even remember who I picked for the uh, Giants and Dallas I don't think game. we picked that game. Okay, so. Yeah, I'd have to re-listen because it wasn't on our sheet, right? Yeah, we might, maybe it's on the sheet. Maybe it's on the Google sheet. No, it's not. But you're right. We forgot that one. There was two games I left off. I caught one. So so that game is off. But yeah, like Mike what, said. What's the score at right now? Well, uh, Giants are winning 13 to 6. So I would have obviously taken the Giants. They're my team to win the it's probably true. East, so I would have for sure taken them. Uh-huh. 100%. No, and I would have probably doubled down on Dallas. I don't know. Without Dak, maybe I wouldn't be feeling them as much. But but like Mike said, he's whooping my ass in the Bing Bong count. And I think I finally figured out what the challenge is going to be. And it's going to be a combination of a bunch of challenges. Yeah. Do you think this is fair, Mike? Yeah, I don't really like enjoy the idea of the last part, but I think it's good. Okay, so this is what it is. It's set in stone. 
So we had it for a while where it was either get a tattoo or shit your pants. I think if we get up to a hundred listeners per episode, we could say there's a stipulation in there that we will shit our pants or get a tattoo if we lose this thing. But as of right now, we got you 15 clowns listening to us that we appreciate. And the the now challenge is, if you listen to our challenge episode, some of these are going to sound familiar. So if you lose, you got to run a 10K, but you got to run that 10K in a custom-made shirt that the winner of the Bing Bong Challenge picks for you. So right now it looks like I'm running a 10K. Mike's picking the shirt that I have to wear. I'm sure he could throw it to Twitter to see what everybody wants me to wear for a shirt. And then at the end of the race, I need to take off my shoe, pour a beer into my shoe, and then chug a beer out of my shoe that I just ran a 10K in, and then smoke three cigarettes. Smoke three, rip three <laughs> darts, huh? Holy camoly. I don't, you know, all right. I, I didn't realize well, the ripping, ripping no, three just, darts was on there, but. I just I'm added. In. I just added that at the end. So maybe we'll do a cigarette. That we, I could do three. Um, I'll probably puke, but I could do so three. So like, I could probably like just sit down and have a cigar if I like, so three back-to-back cigarettes would be a different thing though, I think. Yeah. I, I think so as well, but anyways, that that's what the challenge is going to be as of right now. So I'm already looking for 10 K's that I'm going to be running. (laughs) It's probably going to be easier for me to find one in Florida that time of year. In the middle of winter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so no, cause we wouldn't be like necessarily like that far off. So if this goes through the playoffs, we wouldn't be that far off like a like a shamrock shuffle or something like that somewhere. Like Madison runs a which is only a month out. Okay. Yeah, and it will go through the playoffs. Month and a half so. out. Yeah. That's perfect. All right. We are good to go. And I had the first game of the week. And we're gonna try to cruise through these pretty fast. I know most people who listen to the show probably listen to something else that recaps games. But so the first game we had was the Steelers at the Browns and the Browns won that game 29 to 17. Uh, It was actually a pretty good game for the most part. Uh, Both these teams look fairly solid. Uh, We mentioned on the show, it's, it's kind of a hard running back duo to beat when you got Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb in your backfield. And, they looked good. They ran the ball well. Um, one thing I would say is like both teams have a very average or both teams have very average uh, quarterback play, but the game score got a little lopsided at the end. Um, but the Steelers actually had a one point lead going into half. They had, they were down two points going into the fourth quarter. And then there was just a crazy fumble scramble at the end of the game when they were trying to do the little like hook and ladder last play miracle, they ended up fumbling into the end zone. And then the Browns recovered the ball in the end zone, pushed that score to 29 to 17. So I don't think, yeah, I, I won't, I won't say that. I won't speculate that far out, but 
these teams, I put them on the Packers scale, and I don't think it's something the Packers have to worry about. Maybe the Browns could give us some trouble, but I don't see the Steelers doing it. Um, I guess my key takeaway for the Browns is they're a good quarterback away from being a pretty damn good team, and they happen to have a pretty good quarterback that's going to be coming back for them at the end of the season. So I guess if they can keep their heads above water, Q Watson, and that might be a team that can do some damage. Yep. I would agree. What you got for the Texans at the bears. So Texans at the bears. Um, it felt like the, for the most part, like kind of a comedy of errors um, was kind of watching the replays of it. And just every time Houston got something going, they'd fuck something up. And then every time the bears got something going, they'd fuck something up, fumble interception, something along those lines. Um, anyway, the bears line up late for a, you know, a 40 yard. No, I don't even think it was a 40, like a 30 yard field goal. Uh, Santos, hit, I think it's Santos, Cario Santos uh, hits it. They get the win. I think these are two pretty evenly matched teams. Um, we've been talking about them both being, or that the Houston might be a little bit better than we think. And Chicago, we think was pretty, pretty bad. But I think in all honesty, I, I'm under the impression that they're about the same. They're both about, five win teams this year in the NFL. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Like, I think the bears are a little better than we gave them credit for, which isn't very good still. And I think Houston's a little worse than I did give them credit for. So that kind of leveled them out there at like that five, six win mark, but we'll roll into the next game where we had the Detroit lions going into Minnesota and I thought this game was going to be a butt whooping, but it sure wasn't. Um, Lions are kind of what we thought they were like a feisty team that just can't figure out how to close a game out yet. Um, Had the Vikings dead to right in the dead to rights in the fourth quarter with a 10 point lead there. Um, They probably should have kicked a field goal at one point. I think they would have had like a 45-yard field goal to put them up 13 points. I want to look at this score. I guess that wouldn't even mattered in the end of it. But then they ended up trying to kick a field goal, and they missed the field goal. Uh, Minnesota clutches up at the end. They get the wide receivers running wide open like like they were against the Packers. Kirk, Kirk hits his man. And they win the game. So a pretty exciting win if you're a Minnesota Vikings fan. Um, showed some resilience there and got that W. Yeah, and so uh, I think the Lions just don't know how to win yet. Like, they can be up in games and they just don't know how to, like, completely close that game. Yeah, no, and that's – I completely agree with it. I think the Lions are going to be dangerous once they realize, you know, that they can can close some of these games out. But they're still the same old Lions as of right now until, until they change that. What do you got for our next game? 
All right, so we got the Raiders at Tennessee. Tennessee ends up winning 24-22, and they kind of controlled the majority of this game. Um, Got out to a pretty big lead. The Raiders made it close at the end. I don't know that it got, like, really sketchy at the end at all, but um, Derrick Henry played really, really well in this game. Caught a few passes out of the backfield, had a bunch of yards, a couple touchdowns, just really dominated the game on the ground. And that's probably what Tennessee's got to do moving forward to win the majority of their games. Yeah. And so they did what they're supposed to do, and then they ended up winning the game. Uh, for me, it's very, very surprising to see that the Raiders are 0-3, but they've had three pretty tough matchups. So Tennessee doesn't look tough coming into this game, but if you go based on what people produced last year, Tennessee's a tough team. Uh, The Chargers are a tough team and the Cardinals are a tough team. So I would assume that they're going to right the ship a little bit, but maybe, maybe just the culture isn't quite there to get the wins. Right. So maybe your head coach is not all he was cracked up to be. Joe McDaniels. Joe, right, Pat? Joe? Joe, yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. Joe Mama. I got you today. Yeah. Nailed that. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, the only thing I have to say is I wonder how Javante Adams feels being a Las Vegas Raider right now. But you did say, I mean, it is a fairly tough schedule, but – with what we thought the Raiders were going to be. They're definitely not what we thought they were going to be. Um, they got. Two... No, I was like borderline going to take them as the East um, or the West champion. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like I was right there. But yeah, uh, I think our, our buddy Omar said it best in his tweet is the, the AFC West. Like we were kind of calling them the powerhouse of of the NFL, and it just hasn't quite looked at like that yet. And not right. yet another example here. Um, so I'll, the game I had here was Kansas City goes into Indianapolis. Uh, the Colts beat the Chiefs twenty to seventeen. Um, I think a blind man could have seen this one coming. It's just like how the NFL goes. <laughs> Because the Colts are yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, the Colts are too good of a team to uh, to be. I guess they tied their first game to Jacksonville. Uh, we'll get into Jacksonville a little bit later, but uh, yeah, the Colts found a way to slow down the Chiefs that didn't look like they could be slowed down in their first two games, um, and the Colts' defense looks good. I can't say their offense looked too great, but they got the win against Kansas City. And, I mean, that's one of those games. If you get the win, it doesn't matter how you win that game. You just got to beat Kansas City however it comes. And they did that. Yep. Yeah, so this game surprised surprised me quite a bit. and But they pulled it off. And so we're talking the – we probably thought the – AFC South was the worst division in football. Yeah. Yeah, no. 
and, and, and this week it didn't look like that at all. No, no. And we'll get to that a little bit later too. So you got the bills at the dolphins. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, bills at dolphins, um, Dolphins end up winning this one 21 to 19. Uh, the Bills are on like the 20 yard line trying to spike the ball and they just run out of time at the end of this game. Yeah. Uh, I think these are I think these are both really good teams. I think in a, like a neutral weather where you're not in like 90 degrees, the Bills end up winning this game. I would imagine that the uh, the weather took a little bit of a part in this and kind of just wore Bills got a little bit tired uh, and probably complacent too. Um, most of their secondary is was out. I think Micah Hyde is out for the season. Mm-hmm. And then uh, is it Poyer is the other safety was out. And then they got two rookie corners. So to take out your veteran leadership and then have two rookie corners, like things can get set sketchy with that. Doesn't look like the defense played terrible. Dolphins have put up a lot of points on, on teams couple times this year so yeah. i don't think it falls completely into that however i think the bills thought nobody can beat us we're awesome and you know got a little bit complacent i think the heat down in miami is going to end up getting to you and kind of a kind of both things they have a chance to come away with a win there if they can just figure out how to get the ball spiked yeah no, weird punt in that game as well. Uh, that went Buffalo's way. But, yeah, uh, we're the good thing about that is we are going to get to see that game again when the weather is going to be favoring the Bills. So we'll get to see how that goes. But, yeah, it has to be tough to come into that game with Waddle and Hill, and then your two safeties are out, and your two rookie cornerbacks are um covering you know two really really good receivers one might yeah. be the best or one of the best in the nfl so yeah and so uh the two was head injury did you see anything on that i didn't see anything on it but like i was watching red zone and i seen it happen and then yeah. i seen him like stand up and just kind of like fall over um, cause that was in the first half and they let him come back in the second yep. half. So I don't know. It, I mean, I'm not a doctor, but if that wasn't concussion, I don't know what was concussion. Cause he just completely like, I guess it didn't not look like he knew where he was. Like I've seen some like scary ones, like the Luke yeah. Keekly ones were always like pretty disturbing to me like where he would just be like crying, like knocked out. Um, but yeah, it looked like Tua like wanted to get to where he was going, but he like his body just physically like, couldn't. Yeah. yeah. Like just collapsed on him. But yeah. Yeah. So hopefully he's uh, all right. They're reporting that as a back injury. And I think that is like, one of the largest loads of bullshit I've ever heard. Now I understand like he probably felt fine after halftime. and was like, we're, I'm going back in the game. Like you guys can all fuck off. Right. Yeah. And no, the, I, and the doctors were just okay with it. 
like they said, okay, you know, like whatever. Yeah. Money, I think that's probably what happened. Yeah. It's just a case of money talking and the mm-hmm. dolphins had a chance to win a game to go three and all and take the lead in the NFC East. And they weren't going to squander it because of a little concussion. Apparently. Yeah. But I think, I don't think that that's a bad take. Yeah. But anyways, let's roll on to the next one. We got Ravens versus the Patriots. I wasn't putting these in order, so I don't know who the home or away team, but the Ravens win this one 37 to 26. I think it was in Baltimore, right, Mike? I Sorry for tossing you, <laughs> leaving a ha- homie hanging. Anyways. Um, yeah, I thought game. I had it. I thought they were right, but I'm not positive. So, no. Okay. So you did put them in that order. Okay. That, I thought yeah, so, that. but I'm not, I, I can't tell you that for sure, for sure. But no, I, I think so. you did. It makes sense now, but yeah, uh, good game for the most part there. Uh, but the Ravens just wore the Patriots out in the second half. Uh, looked like there was maybe going to be some Mac Jones magic. They had some pretty cool play uh, where they pitched the ball back to Mac Jones. I think it was for like the two point conversion, but Lamar Jackson and uh, Mark Andrews said, no, 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 that's not going to happen. And that, that Ravens team, I think he, that's the pick that you had for the NFC East. And I really like that pick right now because that team is a good team. And and the Patriots are a good team too, but the Ravens just got the best of them there. Next game we have is Saints versus the Panthers. And Mike is going to be giving you that one. Yeah. So uh, Panthers come away with a win, 22-14. The Saints defense didn't look overly great. It looked like Baker Mayfield was able to kind of do his thing against them. Like he was completing passes, going down the field. Um, Overall, this is a game that I didn't feel like anybody really needed to pay attention to. I think. Both of those teams are going to be afterthoughts in the AFC South, NFC South. Um, the Saints could put something together late, I guess. But I think with Tampa Bay, they're, neither of those teams are really something to worry about, especially if the Saints can't figure out how to use Jameis Winston, right? If they're going to let him throw a couple picks every game and just keep moving moving forward like that. They're yeah. not going to get anywhere. So I was surprised by this game. I thought the Saints defense was really, really good in that they'd come in and shut down the Panthers, and they just didn't. Yeah. No, it was just one of those weird interdivisional divisional games. Like, I I did pick the Panthers in that game, but that was one of the games where I was like, I don't even have a reason for this. I'm just going to put pick the Panthers um, just because. Like, it's just the way the NFL goes. But next game we have there is Bengals versus the Jets. I kind of thought this game would be a little bit more fun than it was, but it was definitely a Bengals get right game. Uh, Bengals win that game 27 to 12. Uh, And the Bengals just looked like they were back on track. That's all I got for you. Hammering down the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Yeah, and so next up we have the – Eagles versus the commies and the Eagles look like one of the best teams in the NFL. They come out, they win 24 to eight. 
Um, defense looks like they're playing well. They did the same type of thing to Minnesota, and they're scoring 20 to 28 points every week. Um, Devontae Smith had a really awesome game. Jalen Hurts looks like the yeah, Jalen Hurts looks like the real deal. AJ Brown looks like the real deal. Uh, Dallas Goddard looks like the real deal. Like their offense is something to be reckoned with. And if their defense is going to hold teams to eight points, what are you going to do? I mean, you're not going to be able to win games against them if both ends are good. Now, it did appear that Carson Wentz did poop his pants in this game, maybe twice, two poops of his pants. So that was a, I mean, so there's that. I mean, it's the commanders. I'm not, I think they they have the potential to have a really good, like high powered offense and they just can't put it together. Yeah, no, I, I just think the Eagles are, are that team. I think they're the NFC East guys they're the nfc east team to beat uh jalen hurts looks good and yeah that receiving core it's pretty good cool cool offense that they're running there um love watching them eagles play uh next game we have this was the most surprising one to me of the week and i know there's been surprising games already but jaguars go into la to play the chargers and they end up beating the Chargers 38 to 10. So my big question is, are the Jaguars a good team? Is our boy Doug Peterson that good of a coach? Because he's got this team looking like the 2018 Eagles again. Like these guys can make a run. I don't personally think that they're that good. But uh, Mike's boy, Brandon Staley. Shits the bed for the Chargers one more time, making Mike probably the happiest guy in the world in the NFC or the AFC West takes another hit in that game. Uh, so it doesn't like make me upset that the Chargers lost, right? But this game does not make any, it's in LA. I get that Justin Herbert's like dinged up. But you got to play better than that, right? Yeah. No, I mean. I think the Jaguars' defense must be good. I haven't watched them play for one second, I don't think. Maybe that's not true. Maybe I saw a little bit of highlights or whatever. But they must have a good defense. Their defense has to be, to some extent, good. I mean, it's. I guess Michael Pittman was out when they faced the Colts. But they still had John Taylor. They still have Matt Ryan, right? Yeah. They still have opportunities there. Yeah. No, I mean, if you have the first pick for whatever, eight of the last 10 years, something's, something's got to click at some point. So, yeah, that defense could be good. Tell that to the I'm, Lions. I'm definitely going to be paying more attention to the Jaguars next week. But next game we have is Rams versus the Cardinals, and Mike's going to break that one down for you. So the Rams win 20 to 12. Um, it's the same thing that the Rams have been doing to the Cardinals for the last three or four years. Um, if there's a coach that I dislike more than Brandon Staley, I think it's um, Cliff uh, shoot, Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury, Kingsbury in Arizona. Um, 
I guess my personal thoughts on it are that like he went from a college program that couldn't effectively win games to an NFL program. And I don't understand how that happens. Right. So he was at Texas tech or yeah, Texas tech, I think, and wasn't winning a boatload of games. Like he would put up a boatload of points, but wasn't winning a boatload of games. And then he gets hired as a head coach in the NFL. I don't understand how that works necessarily. Um, he has a really, really good quarterback or a really athletic quarterback at the very least. I understand he doesn't have all his pieces there, but you shouldn't be going in and like being behind and losing. So I think they're one and two. They've had a tough, tough road, right? Like, so they have the Raiders, they got the Rams and they have the chiefs, but you should be performing better than this. You know, it looked like they were going to get blown out against the Raiders. Looked like the, they did kind of get blown out against the Chiefs. And you're only putting up 12 points against the Rams. You like you have to play better than this. I think the Rams are a good team, but I don't like this Cardinals team very much. Yeah, I'm going to get like the opposite will happen this week, right? Because that's the way the NFL is. But like you said, with a couple of these other games, you're not wrong about that. That like sometimes the team that you fully expect to win just goes in and shits the bed. Yeah. Or fully expect to lose and they come no. out and they dominate. And I've already flip-flopped on the Cardinals, like from, from the yeah. contract thing. I'm like, Oh, they're not that good. And then Murray comes and puts that comeback together against the Raiders last week. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe he's back. So I've been back in the Cardinals. So I've never got on the Cardinals at the right time yet, but I don't know who they're playing next week off the top of my head, but <clears throat> I got to catch them. I think I've lost probably everything. the bills and they're going to beat them. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, I've heard the dolphins. I've lost money on every Cardinals game so far. So they keep tricking me. And now to my newest favorite team to watch, uh, we go to the Falcons versus the Seahawks. And I don't think either of these teams is very good. Uh, but I do love, so the Falcons win the game 27 to 23. I do love what the Falcons are doing. Like if I was an Atlanta fan, um, I think with what they were given, they put a pretty scrappy team together with a fun playbook with Cordero Patterson, Cordero Patterson and uh, Marcus Mariota just running the option, just kind of doing some smoke and mirrors to keep them in games and keep games that they're going to be in fun. Uh, Seahawks aren't a very good team. So this smoke and mirrors versus the Seahawks ended up working out and I'll be paying attention to the Falcons. I, that's kind of how I felt about the Eagles last year. I don't think they have the, the pieces in place to become what the Eagles are this year, but that is P dogs stamp of approval, fun team to watch play some football games is the Falcons. And they get that win against the Seahawks. Yeah. So I think that's a, that's a fair take to average teams just kind of, slugging it out and then the Falcons are just more entertaining, right? 
Yeah. Probably Definitely. another couple teams that I don't know. I could see the Seahawks being like the worst team in the league. Ending sh- up being there. They should be. They maybe I mean, should be, right? They got like they just get that win against Denver and that's it for the year, right? So they put all their eggs into that basket. And and if you're not gonna beat the average teams that you're gonna play against, your division for one is gonna be really tough. Um even though I was just shitting on the Cardinals, the Rams and the 49ers are very good teams, was what Mike was gonna say before he yawned. Yeah. Is it, yeah, they're teams that are going to be tough to beat. Yeah. And my, uh, my takeaway from week three is pretty much you could throw week one out the window already at this point is what the Seahawks did to the Broncos week one, what the Vikings did to the Packers week one. I don't have all the games lined up, but I think there's a lot of games you could throw out the window from week one. And I think that might have something to do with how Mike mentioned there's that that preseason I can't actually that might have been our dog when he was still around um saying that that preseason game that fourth preseason game might actually matter a little bit more than what what we thought it would as fans yeah I would agree with that that um and maybe you're willing to just concede that first one right to make it to the season healthy you're willing to concede that first game I think so. I awesome. think that's the I think that's the Packers mindset behind it for sure. Yeah. All right. Last so, game. Moving moving on. Uh 49ers versus the Broncos. Um the Broncos win this 11 to 10 in like a game that I think they said on the broadcast that has only ever happened like one other time that a game was 11 to 10. It was like 19 19- 37 or something dumb, but a fairly like entertaining game. Nobody could do anything right offensively. Defenses were both kind of playing lights out. Jimmy G steps out the back of the end zone. Um, and the Broncos did just enough. Uh, Russell Wilson looked like the Russell Wilson of old when you started getting him moving. And he was effective. And that happened mostly in the fourth quarter. If you put him in the pocket and tell him to throw the ball around, he's not good. Maybe that was the problem he had at Wisconsin is that they told him to just stay put. Right. I'm not sure. I don't think he really had a problem at Wisconsin because, yeah, he was kind of escaping what he needed to be. But, but yeah, I just don't like him because he's a goober and he lies to people. But, um, uh, I think they did exactly what they needed to. Um, they're two and one, and they probably shouldn't be. They should probably be closer to zero and three. I don't know. I don't know if the 49ers are good either, though. I'm not sure. No, but if there was any two teams, if there was any two teams matching up that we're going to put this score up. I like two solid teams at the very least is these two teams is I think Denver is still trying to figure out their offense with uh, Russell Wilson. I know Judy was a little banged up going to the game. 
he ends up with only two catches for 17 yards. And that's kind of a guy, you know, they need, I can't remember what his injury was, but he was knocked out last week. So I know he was a little questionable coming into this week, but, but yeah, those two teams very much. I actually, I can't even say that about Denver because they're going to be relying on Russell Wilson. So, but San Francisco is definitely relying on, uh, they're on Kittle and then, wow. How is his name escaping? They're deep. Their defense oh, the, and their running game. Like, who's the beast for San Francisco that I can't? Debo. Debo. Oh, Daniel. yeah. Sam. So, yeah, relying on him pretty heavily. Um, I was looking at the box score. He didn't, yeah, he didn't even have that many carries five carries, six yards. But, well, he's a wide receiver. Yeah. I know. But it seems like they try to usually get him the ball a little bit more. But I, won't lie, I was not staying up for that game. And when you told me the score was 11 to 10, I think that's the first time I heard that. So I was just more intrigued by how it got to 11 to 10. Yeah, and I, like, I watched at least the second half of it, and I can't actually tell you for sure how it got there, like what sequence it went. But yeah, um, no, I, it definitely had something to do with Jimmy G stepping out of bounds. Oh, yeah, yeah, the safety. So I did see that. Yeah, he stepped out and back line again. So, anyways, from there, we will wrap up the show. Um, we don't have the Monday night results. Last time I looked, it was 13 to 13, but we will it was wrap 20 to 13 when I looked. Okay. Who's winning 20, that one? 13, 20, it's 23 13. Dallas is winning with six minutes to go. All right, so I was right. Mike was wrong. So throw an extra 100 bing bongs, minus 110 from Mike. And let's move to Thursday Night Thunder. We have the Dolphins at the Bengals, and the Bengals are favored by three points. What you think, Mike, for Thursday Night Thunder? So my initial thought is this is the trap of all trap games, right? Like, yep, And then I thought it's – Maybe it's a trap of a trap game, right? So they're trying to trap the guys who think it's a trap. And so now I'm just overthinking it completely. So I don't really know where I'm going to go with this. Um, I feel like Vegas is begging you to take the Dolphins. I do think that this is going to be kind of the first time the Dolphins go into like like an actual cold weather game because it's Thursday night. It's in Cincinnati. That game's going to be chilly. Right. So it's been 50 here, 55 here during the day all week. I'm guessing that they're going to get this same thing in Cincinnati, maybe a little bit warmer, right? 65 during the day, but then it's going to be 45 at night, 50 at night. And so once the sun goes down, it's going to be bad. I feel stupid doing it, but I got to take the Bengals. Yeah, no, that and that's what I had written down. It's a, it's a trap. It looks like a trap and a half, but now you got me overthinking it. But, <laughs> but you're and that's where I'm at. Like I want to be like it's a trap of a trap. Like they're trying to trap me because I think it's a trap. But your so, weather spiel almost made me want to stick with the dolphins because that's got to be refreshing. Like, like the weather you're talking about is like you. It's 
it's like, say you're used to running, you going for runs in 95 degree weather. And then now you get to go run in 60 degrees. That feels good, dude. Um, but I'm going to, so I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to relate it back to my third graders. Okay. Stick to the Bengals. Um, I'm going to relate it back to my third graders. First, so our first practice on Friday was, or I think it was our third or fourth practice was on Friday. It was the first time it was kind of chilly, like 60, right? So not like cold, cold, but like every other day we had played, it had been hot, like no problems. Like kids fall over, get bumped. I had at least four kids crying. Like, just cause like they, you know, bumped their hand the wrong way. This cold, like things hit differently when you're just a little uncomfortable. If you're used to like 90, 50 is fucking freezing. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll hold strong with, with my opinion. Yeah. I don't, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to get you to move to the dolphins. I'm just saying that like, well, that yeah, would be not long, wrong about the run it like the running, like running in that weather isn't like the end of the world, but it won't be the end of the world for the Bengals either. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be a good because game. that's perfect. That's perfect weather for playing football. And it's like, yeah, 50 to 60 degrees, like wonderful weather to play football. Yeah. And that is Thursday night thunder. And that will wrap up the show. And as always, thank you for listening. We appreciate the support. Mike already did his spiel at the beginning. So if you're still sticking around, just download it. We appreciate it. And then I will kick it to Mike to send us, send us into the, the rest of our beautiful West central Wisconsin today or day today all right guys thank you guys for listening if you're doubting the bucks the badgers the brewers or the packers you can eat our shorts roll boy all them suckers that doubted the packers can't eat my shorts all them suckers that doubted the packers can't eat my shorts Eat em. All them suckers that doubted the Packers King. Eat my shows. Nom, nom, nom. Eat my shows.